0: Good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Be Real. I am your host, Irene Coates, and I am so grateful that you guys are tuning in on today. Today, we're going to talk about um, some things that's going on in the beauty industry, right? And so our topic today is the beauty industry, miseducation of education, okay? I know that sounds crazy, but that's what we're talking about, right? So... Again, thank you guys for tuning in, and I'm hoping that there are some of my uh, colleagues out there in the industry listening on today, and even some students who are interested in um, pursuing a career a career in the beauty industry, right? Today, we have a guest, and our guest today is Ms. Trishan Rowdy. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Rowdy. Rowdy. <laughs> well, I'm horrible with names, so... Um, Trishon Roddy, that's yes, right. Yes. Okay. So Trishon has been in the industry for how long? 20 years. 20 years. Wow. So she's been in the industry just as long as I have. I've been in the industry for over 22 years. Um, and I must say that I still love this industry. Do you still love the industry? I
1: lost passion for it for a few minutes, but now I'm back in love
0: with it. Okay. So let me ask you this. Um, you said you lost the passion for it for a minute. Can you elaborate on why you lost that passion? I just felt like I was in a funk.
1: I was doing the same thing over and over again. I wasn't making the money that I thought I should make. Um, I lost the drive to, to even show up at work every day. I just got bored, so I had to find something else to do. And, of course, I came back to it doing it, and with learning how to do different things and follow different trends. It reignited the fire that I didn't have.
0: Okay. So, um, you said you lost the passion and I, I hear that a lot. So I'm curious to know, um, would you say that the money was the main motivation as to why you lost the passion or is it because you were in the wrong setting or you wasn't working with the right people? Um, kind of help me understand uh, that part of your statement. I think that it could be a combination of all of those
1: things. But I think that the biggest of all of those things was being in the right setting. Because I feel like if you're in the right setting with other people, they're going to drive you to perform. They're going to drive you to want to educate. You know, if iron sharpens
0: iron and you're the only iron in the room, then you tend to get dull. That's right. I totally agree. And that's why I always encourage stylists to um, find a salon or find a setting that that's conducive to not only their career path, but, you know, conducive for the type of clients that they want to attract and a skill level that they want to possess. Um, Because you can gain free education inside a salon where there's multiple boots. Right. Um, But.
1: Or I, I'll say this, and, and because it's something I wish I could have done when I was just starting out. If you're starting out and you have no clientele, you go somewhere where you want to work and see if you can apprenticeship mm-hmm. under one of those people. Even if you are licensed and, you know, go and see how and why they have the clients that they have and they maintain the clients that they have.
0: I agree. I agree. But... Let, let me say this um i do know that social media is a tool that most people use for marketing right mm-hmm. and i think because it's at the you know it's so um convenient for us is you know we can just at the click of a button we can be on social media and multiple people can see our work right mm-hmm. so we're we're no longer using paperback magazines, right? Mm-hmm. I still feel in some sense that social media is somewhat crippling us because we've lost the personable side of uh marketing.
1: It makes
0: us lazy. It it does. It makes us lazy because uh, I I see it all the time. I see new stylists getting out of beauty school and they wanting to get into this career in this into this profession and they think, OK, once I graduate, oh, I'm just going to have a heap of clients. They forget about the part where it requires you to go out and market your business, whether it's com- uh, booth rental or commission. You still have to do your part. You still have to go out and push your business card, shake someone's hand. Let them see you put together. Let them see, you know, how, you um, how you move, how you, excuse me, in interact with them outside the salon, because that kind of give them an introduction of what they're going to be faced with when they come into the salon setting. Right. I totally agree. So having to put social media down for a little while and pick up those business cards or some flyers and go out into the community, go out into the nearest mall setting or you can go to the gas station. You can go to the club. Wherever you want to go, wherever there's people, dress yourself up. Make yourself look, you know, suitable and go out there and introduce yourself to a world of people who are looking for stylists. Trust and believe that there are sty- there are clients out there for you. It doesn't matter if it's 10,000 stylists. That means it's 100,000 clients that need to be serviced. That's right. So you don't get... Complacent nor get discouraged when you feel like clients are not coming into the salon setting, you have to make sure that you're crossing all your t's and dotting all your i's. Have you done your part?
1: Would you agree? I totally agree. I mean, and even for a season stylist or you know, like people like me that are starting to get back into doing um, back into the industry and building a clientele, um. Let, you know, I can't be lazy. We can't be lazy. We we can't rely on social media, um, and and I mean, and honestly, we do not even re- rely on our clients.
0: That's right. You
1: have to go out there and you have to do the work, and you have to pass out the cards. And one thing about it is, um, I heard somebody say, you can pass out a hundred cards a day, and if you don't pass out one, then that's a hundred opportunities to gain clients that you didn't you didn't take advantage of.
0: Mm-hmm. So I learned this a couple of years ago and I've been fortunate to to have a lucrative clientele. I'm grateful for that. However, even with that, I still have room for growth. I still have room for more clients. I, you know, I never understood stylists who cut their books off or who blocked their books or they may say, I'm not taking any more clients. I'm booked up or whatever. That's a, that sounds good. But I guess for me, how, how? like, how do you, and and, I mean, right. So how do you, how do you not take clients? How do you block your book out for months at a time? I understand that, you know, that, um, you may have a very good clientele, but I guess with me, I just feel like, there's going to be an open spot somewhere where you can fill that spot with another client. Because stuff happens. S- things happen. And... I mean,
1: how many times have you had a client... I mean, and I mean, I don't want to go to the worst situation first, but I've had a client before tell me, you know, I made an appointment, but I can't come. I'm in a hospital. hmm And I understand. I need you to take care of yourself, you know, so you can do what you need to do and be healthy. But I still need to fill this spot. Uh, my
0: point... And not only that, but I understand also that you know on the flip side of that that you know as stylists, we set our pay scale, we determine how much money we want to make, and so I guess in a sense, you know, if a client blocks her book out, then she's comfortable with the amount with the amount of money that she's already projected to make
1: and I mean, but then I guess that goes to the title of this podcast. It has a lot to do with education because if you're a stylist and you're trying to do volume and and instead of numbers I guess is what I want to say um then you may need to just keep on loading and loading and loading clients on as a as as opposed to trying to figure out how you can maximize what you're making with each client right but the only way you're gonna get there is education Mm -hmm. you can't be a fresh out there out of school stylists are still doing the same stuff from twenty years ago and think you're gonna make
0: a thousand dollars a client. Right. It's not I, gonna work. Right. And so at the same time there are clients who who have a plan and I get that. And I'm not knocking those persons that block their books. Kudos to you. I'm just not there yet, right? And I'm sure they have a plan. But for all you newcomers, don't start off with that mentality. Build yourself up to where you understand the business, and that you know exactly how much money you want to make, right? That way you can plan each client accordingly, right? Because if I say I want to make $2,500 this week, right? All right, I may have X amount of people on my book that I've already projected these numbers with, right? Mm-hmm. But guess what happens? Maybe the same day I get five no-shows. Mm-hmm. Or I may get somebody call and say, hey, I can't make my appointment because an emergency occurred. Mm-hmm. So now that just changed the whole dynamics of my pay. That just changed the whole dynamics of what I was anticipating on making because I blocked my book. Mm-hmm. But had my book been open, then I can say, hey, you know what? If someone calling and, and ask for an appointment, I can fill that spot. Mm-hmm. But if I block my book off, then guess what? Then I have no chance of capitalizing on some of these people who are waiting to get in with me because I, they assume they're under the impression that my book is closed. They can't book any more appointments. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is this, for those person that does it, I'm not knocking you. So please don't look at it. Listen to me and think I'm speaking negatively toward what you do. That works for you. But I'm saying for these new persons who are coming in the industry, don't, shoot yourself in the foot because you don't understand how it goes. If you, if you can make the money, make the money. I'm not saying kill yourself. I'm just saying, make a plan, have a strategic plan and figure out how much you want to make and figure out how many heads you need to accommodate so that you can make this money. Right now. I'm not saying chase the money, let the money chase you. But what I am saying is still be about your business. Still, be about your business because there are so many unforeseen things that can occur in a day, in a week, in in a month's time that can change the whole dynamics of your income. And at the end of the day, if our chair, if we don't have anyone in our chair, we don't eat. That's right. If the chair is empty, guess what? We're not making money. That's right. So and the bills are still going around. We still got to pay bills.
1: So let me ask you this. So I've marketed and I have these clients and I have a steady clientele or what I consider to be a steady cl- clientele and I want to raise, how do I give myself a raise?
0: Easy. I think, um, so many of us are un- are, are misinformed about, um, uh, paying ourselves. Mm-hmm. We start out in the industry, you know, coming out of school, you know, you're so excited. You just want to do clients. You just want to, you know, have a, a steady flow of clientele. So, you kind of penny pitch your clients. You discount your clients. You do whatever it takes to get them in the chair, right? Mm-hmm. So when you get the steady clientele, you most time you're afraid that you're gonna lose them by giving yourself a raise. No, y- inflation happens every year, sometimes every month. So with inflation, you have to give yourself an increase. Mm-hmm. So what you do, you gradually do it. You see what the um. You see, look into um, living costs. Mm -hmm. What is the average living cost for your area or for your city or for your state? And then you build your income around that. What type of lifestyle do you want to have? Right. So if you want to live a certain type of lifestyle, that means you have to give yourself a raise according to the type of lifestyle that you want to live. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Your products are increasing. There's an the inflation on your products. Every year, the products go up, sometimes every month. So what you do, you gradually increase your pay. And you give your clients enough time to make that change, to adjust to the change. Mm-hmm. So you may say, um, at the beginning of the new year, I'm going to give myself a $5 raise. Mm-hmm. That can be a $5 straight across the board, mm-hmm. or you can give an increase per service. Mm-hmm. So whichever one is feasible for you, right? But again, make sure that you give your clients enough time to adjust to the price and don't let, don't let fear stop you from giving yourself an increase because you're afraid that you may lose a client. I guarantee you, if you are good at what you do and you are giving your customers a, um, an experience in the salon, they are not going to have a problem with the increase, You just have to make sure that they are aware of the increase, right? Make sure that they are aware of the increase and you give them enough time to adjust to it. And you'll be fine. And if you should lose a client, got to replace them with two. So
1: basically, I need to educate myself in order to get this raise. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. If you're not stepping outside of the chair, stepping from behind the chair... And going into these places that's offering you this good education, you're going to be dated. Whether it be an increase on your income, whether it be um, keeping up with the trend, or it, it could be several things that can change the trajectory of your career. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that you always find an opportunity to, to invest in Excuse me. Invest into you, into yourself. I like that. Education
1: being an investment into yourself. I, I really like that.
0: Yeah, you. That's because that's what it is. What, my, the old folks always say, "Um, whatever you put in, you in whatever goes in comes out." Mm-hmm. So if you're not feeding yourself anything, you can't expect anything to come out of you. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be this elite stylist, you can have uh, a a mediocre mentality. That's right. So if you want to be some type of some caliber of stylist, then I would assume, you know, what goes into becoming that type of stylist. Right. Mm -hmm. I guess. (laughs) I guess because, you know, and this is not shade. This is not shade. We don't do this to shade anyone. But let me just say this, right? There are so many classes that are out that are out there from so many great educators, right? These people are pouring out this information left and right. And there are stylists who know they need this education and won't take, won't spend a dime to educate themselves on how to perfect the perfect techniques to perfect whatever it is needed for them to be better at whatever it is that they need to be better at, right? I'm going to use this for an example. I just did a $25 class. Mm -hmm. I just did a $25 class. And I know it was sold out, right? Absolutely not.
1: Okay.
0: I had 10 people register for this class. $25.
1: So why is it we feel like in this industry that we don't need education?
0: Pride, I think. I think it's pride and intimidation. Mm. I, I, I do. I think it's pride and I think it's intimidation. And I think a lot of people are misinformed because they think that if if they clients find out that they're going to get educated, then that's a that's a uh kind of like a a strike against a them. strike against them or something.
1: When it's the total opposite, and
0: it's the total opposite because
1: every time I've been to a class or even coming back from shows or whatever, my clients are excited. And they're like, "What you learn? What
0: mm-hmm. are you doing?" Mine too. My my clients are so. I have the best clients. They encourage me to go and you know, where you going this week? You stay going. You, I was going somewhere. What you learn? You know, mm-hmm. that's how they are. And it's like. It just makes me more makes me want to continue my education more and more and more because I come back so excited. I come back on fire. Yeah. I come back with all this new information just wanting to pour it into my clients. And they can see it. And, you know, they don't mind that increase because they know that. It takes
1: that for me to go and get educated some more.
0: Because not only that, they know that that education is setting my stylists apart from everybody else. Mm-hmm.
1: And they know it because they see it when they're out in the street and people say, who does your hair? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's, I feel like as a stylist, any problem that you have in a salon, it all falls back to education. That's right. If you're uninspired, education. Mm -hmm. If you're not making money, education. You don't have a clientele, education. Because I only can speak for myself, but I feel like. That's why I lost my passion. And if I had been able to or had known where to go and get the education that I was lacking, I would have never. I would have never stopped doing it.
0: And, and the thing is, you know, I'm laughing because I get a lot of DMs or inboxes of stylists inquiring about certain techniques that I use. Mm-hmm. Right. But what is so funny to me is that you inquire, but you don't invest. Right. Mm -hmm. You will get more out the investment than you would inquiring about something that I post Mm -hmm. because I may respond to you and I may not. Mm -hmm. It's not guaranteed that it's not guaranteed that you're going to get a response from me. It's not even guaranteed that I'm going to even answer your question. Right. Right. Because at the end of the day, I pay for that. That's right. Although I go out and I educate, I still pay for classes. I still go and get myself educated. I go and, you know, get educated just as well. So I'm not, I'm not singling myself out. The same, thing that, the same thing that I say stylists need as, you know, new stylists need, I say that
1: we all, we need, it. all need it. Yeah, because I, I heard one stylist say, I, I probably done forgot most stuff that you, than you learned already.
0: Hmm.
1: And, and that was years ago. That was when I was, you know, just starting out. And, you know, I think about this, you know, um, somebody smart I know says new stars are being born every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, with that being said, new techniques are being made every day. Every day. When you start doing color, you might learn one way to do highlights. And Judy may come and tell you, here go, a whole nother different way you can do this. Um, and and achieve the same effect. There are certain things that are it's something new that's being done every day. But the only way you're going to know is if you go out there and you get the education. So you need to, we need to educate ourselves. And then that's the difference between a $20 haircut and a $120 haircut. Come on, haircut. preach. Because... How can you justify you doing the same old, same old haircut? You have no t- no technique. Um, it's lazy. You know, it just looks basic. Basic. <laughs> and then you have somebody else that has that, that does the same exact haircut, but you can see the floor of the hair is different. Mm-hmm. You don't see lines in the hair. The client can go home and they can just, I, I went home and I was able to manip- manipulate this by myself. I didn't do anything. And it looked just like I just got out your chair. That's
0: a $120 haircut. I'm telling you. And guess what? That client does not mind paying for their haircut. Don't mind paying. Because I have clients. I have clients that come to me just to get a haircut and go back to their stylist for them to curl it. I said, now that doesn't make sense to me. Why are you letting that money walk out your door? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's just lazy. That's just outright lazy that you will allow your client to go and sit in somebody else's chair. Do you not realize that you're taking a chance of losing that client? I would be embarrassed. Very much so. I would be
1: embarrassed that my client didn't trust me enough to cut their hair. (laughs) So basically, you don't trust me enough to complete this service. So I wouldn't even look at this client as somebody that's going to stay in my chair because when they find somebody that they can afford to go to, To give them a complete package, that's what they're going to do. That's
0: what they're going to do. But that's the thing. Some of them just, they, I mean, I heard someone say that as a stylist, we operate, we operate strictly off of faith. And that is true. Mm -hmm. We operate strictly off of faith. But why make it easy for the enemy to snatch something from you?
1: That's right.
0: You can't make it that easy for the enemy. Make him work for it. If he's going to take something from you, make the enemy work for it. Don't let him take it, snatch it from you easily. Because you just being lazy. That's right. And, and and you have all this, all the opportunity out here. Then there's another thing. There's another thing. I don't want to cut you out, but this is another thing I find too. Do you think that um, the reason why some styles won't go and get edu- educated is because they don't want to go to local educators? I do. I do. I think that just
1: like you said, it was pride. I also think that there's a lot of envy in the industry. Uh-huh. I really feel like there is. I mean, and the bad thing about that is you're envious of somebody who you should be collaborating with. hmm Because you can learn something from everybody. I don't care if they've been doing it have three minutes, three hours, 300 years. They can teach you something. But you have to be open to learn. You have to always be a student. You that's have right. to always be a student. Because, no, I may not be a celebrity stylist, but guess what? I'm a stylist. I have a technique because one thing about it is everybody has something that they've done that they've made their own. Mm-hmm. And once you made it your own and it's yours, you have somebody that's looking at you saying, man, how you did it? Right. How can, can you teach me how to do it? And the only difference between you and the person that you're envying is the fact that you haven't educated yourself enough to be in their position. That's right. Because if you actually went to that person and you educated yourself or even inquired about it, nine times out of ten they would say, Hey, let me
0: help you. Right. And that's the thing. You know, we, we just have to we just have to peel off the mask. We have to peel off the mask and, and, and become a little more humble. You know, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. And so if you too afraid to ask your colleague that's a door down from you, then guess what? You missing out missing out on major opportunities to be great. Yeah. If you if you're mediocre, that's because you wanna be.
1: And especially if you are looking at them and looking at their clientele and saying, Man, I wish I had a clientele like that. Because right. one thing about it is if you educate yourself, you know what that old clientele gonna fall away. Yeah. And you're gonna bring all new clientele because as you evolve in this industry and you evolve as a stylist then your clientele is going to do what evolved too
0: right and, and that's so that's so on point um we have a lot of stylists now who are I call them one dimensional stylists um not no shade to no one but I call them one dimensional stylists because if the industry shift in any way outside of what they do and want to do they're going to be lost mm-hmm they're going to lose a lot of money mm-hmm. because they cannot shift with the industry. Mm-hmm. Right now you have this, this trend going with the weaves. I'm not knocking the weaves, right? I, I saw, I do some weave. I don't solicit for them, but I do do some weave. However, if that's your only focus, if the only thing you're willing to do is weave, you're, you're in for a rude awakening. Mm-hmm. Because the industry, I've seen this industry shift so many times. This is we're we're this industry now. We're in recovery mode. Mm-hmm. That's what we are. We're in recovery mode because the industry have fallen off so much until people can care less about healthy hair. I have never in my twenty something years of doing have seen so many black women with alopecia.
1: The funny thing about that is this. I have had stylists tell me about clients that will come in and buy product for weave, for weave. They'll buy the the best of the best product for weave, but they treat their hair like it just don't even matter. Like it just they they barely they want to buy a two dollar perm, mm-hmm. a relaxer, but want to buy this thirty dollar conditioner to put on some weave. Come on, like really. <laughs>
0: Really? You are so right. <laughs> I've seen really? it. I have seen it. I've seen them spend four and five hundred dollars on commercial hair. Mm-hmm. Right? But you charge them seventy bucks for a, a retouch or eighty-five dollars for a retouch in a style or something like that. They about to fall out the mm-hmm. chair. But Mercy you know me. I, I
1: feel like that's where we as stylists have failed our clients because you have stylists that oh well um I, my, my service is $85, but you need to come with your hair washed already.
0: Oh, come on. We're not going to talk about them. (laughs) Oh, you about to open up a can of worms. Cause see them stylists right there. They are not stylists. They, I call them shed trees. Mm -hmm. I call them shed tree styles because you are pimping your career. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what you're doing. You are pimping your career and it's not going to last long.
1: And so, when we talk about education, you know, it's it's good to know the trends and the styles and this and the other. But the thing about it is, can we get back to the foundation?
0: Girl, dap me down. That's that's what foundation factor comes in at, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All
1: right. Can we get back to the foundation? Because if we get down to the foundation, you know what? There are clients who are looking for
0: just that, the foundation. So how do we, how how do you think we get back there? How how do you think we can actually get back to the fundamentals of hair? I think it's gonna start behind the chair. I, I get that part, but do you think that the elders are too far gone to where they can't grab the youth, or do you think it's gonna have to take the it's gonna take the youth to to change the whole dynamics of this industry? Uh, well, actually, it's I feel like it's gonna take the consumer to do it first of all.
1: Because, you know, we have consumers. Even though we have a lot of people that are out there wearing commercial hair and so on and so forth, there are a lot of people just as many that want to wear their hair. They want to wear their hair, but I feel like as stylists, we fail them because they feel like they can only get certain things mm-hmm. with this commercial hair. Mm-hmm. But if we educate, which we come back to it, come back to education, everything comes back to education. If we educate ourselves so that we can do the same things, because it can be done. Right. It can't be done. It's right. it's no way you can tell me that it can't be done with this false hair, but it can't be done with your real hair. If it can be done with that, then if we educate ourselves so that we can give them what they're looking for, then guess what? That trend is going to go away. Mm-hmm. It's going to go away.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think the consumer plays a major role. Um, and I think the consumers have changed because of the stylists. Mm-hmm. The stylists have changed. Mm-hmm. The, the the caliber, the type, the quality mm-hmm. of stylists have changed, mm-hmm. and so the quality of consumer, a client, our guest, whatever you want to call them, have changed. And that's because the, I, I believe that the the uh, the clients have taken shape of the mold that the stylists have put them in. That's right. So. So I, I totally agree with you when you say the consumer, the consumers will have to be, I, I think it's a two-part to that, though. It is. It,
1: it's, it's actually, it's both behind the chair and, um, and the consumer.
0: Yeah, I think, I think, you know, I think at some point, because the stylers are the ones who place these consumers in the mold, mm-hmm. it's going to take some, some real... Sharp stylist that's going to have to actually pull them out of that mold. Right. So again, it still goes back to education it's before better. you can get before you can step foot into this industry. You had to go and get a certification to do so. That's so right. that means it required you to be educated before you can step foot into the industry. Right. Mm-hmm. As a professional. Yes. So then as a professional, you still mm-hmm. have to um, seek that same education, if not better. Mm-hmm advanced education so that you can constantly advance.
1: I feel like this. It's just like we go to doctors and doctors specialize in different things. You know, mm-hmm. no matter what what you go to the doctor for, you go to a general doctor that does one thing and then you may go to um, a specialist, a specialist for something else. Well, I feel like behind our chairs, we have to become specialists. Mm-hmm. So you have to master one thing. I mean, whatever that one thing is that you want to master, but you still need to know General things, right? You need to know back to what I just said the foundation so that you can work and not get put into a rut or get put into a box. So, you may want to say that I offer, um, I do long hair and I, I'm, I'm just the best at long hair, but I can do A, B, C, D, E, mm-hmm. you know, whatever else comes in the door. Maybe, no, I don't, I don't, I don't. Uh, Market that I'm the best at that because that may not be my niche, but I can do it. So you don't have to go down the street around the corner. I'm educated in this arena. Mm -hmm. I can still do that.
0: Because they teach you in school everything, right? That's
1: right. That's right. And the other thing is, you know, people are looking for it. They want it. If you follow, um, you know, if, 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 if social media is so big and you find the most mediocre stylist that you think that is a celebrity stylist, because, I mean, let's just be honest, they have some that are out there. Mm-hmm. You know, you have some celebrity stylists that are just awesome. You cannot take anything from them. And then you got some of them and they look like they should be in a shop with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and... You looking at their work and you have people that are under there saying, "Hey, when you coming to my town? Mm-hmm. When are you coming to see me?" Mm. Oh lord, I would I would I would travel to just come get my hair done. And you looking at it saying, "Man, I do that on Thursday. Every Thursday <laughs> at six o'clock, You know? And are you even saying the work isn't all that great?" Exactly. So, my point just
0: being is the people are out there. They mm-hmm. want it. They want it. But we don't give it to them. That's right. And I I can say this just from visiting Bronner's this past weekend. And you you don't realize how hungry people are until you're in their prison. Mm -hmm. And we had a booth at at Bronner's and I had two classes, right? I was so impressed to see that there are stylists out there who are truly hungry Mm -hmm. for basic education. Mm-hmm. And let me say this to the educators. So let me let me just say this since we're talking about education, right? So for for those educators out there who are educating, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, kudos to you. And you know, and I say that because it takes a lot to stand before people and give up yourself. So I tip my hat off to you. But but what I want to say to you is that sometimes you know you can be so educated till you can lose the people. Uh huh. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. We got to learn how to get eye level with these people. It don't matter how many terminologies we, how, how many terms we know. It doesn't matter how articulated we are. It doesn't matter how eloquent our speak it, speech is. We have to get eye level with these people. And we have to stop sp- spoon feeding them.
1: And you know what? I really feel like that's that may be part of the reason why a lot of people don't go get education. Because... I think they're intimidated with the fact that when you go into a class, they're gonna use all these um, terminology that you forgot because you ain't you you haven't been educating yourself. <clears throat> and the one thing I would say to those people is step out your comfort zone. Step out your comfort zone because you're never gonna reacclimate yourself with those terms and with with those you know with that. If you don't step out and do it, you know, and, and you I hear I, somebody say a 45 or 90 degree and you I don't remember that. But it's something you do every day, but you don't remember it because you haven't used it. You're not using a proper term terminology. And even if you can just get a book and go back and read a book mm-hmm. so that you can, you know, remember that practice using the terminology to yourself.
0: But here's the thing. And when I say that, when I say this to educators, I'm not saying stop what you're doing I am just saying even with all that greatness that are, that that's on the inside of you you have to learn how to still reach the people Mm -hmm. i've sat in class and i and and there's a lot of stuff that i know and there's also a lot of stuff that i don't know Mm -hmm. and when i go to these classes i'm going to get inspired Mm -hmm. sometimes i'll leave out the class feeling so low and lost because the educator have beat me down indirectly Mm -hmm. they don't realize that they're doing it but they have beat me down so bad to i feel like okay i think i need to go back to school Mm -hmm. you know but you know, when you stand before the people, the goal is to inspire them. And there have been times I've gone in a class and I've been so inspired yeah. that I had to go back to the salon and pick up my book because I wanted to know. Right. So all I am saying is that if we're going to educate the people, let's not lose them before we can catch them. That's right. Let's not lose them before we can catch them, because if you can be real and you're relatable, trust and believe that alone is going to inspire the people
1: that's right and not only is it going to inspire them they're going to keep in contact and communicate with you because they're going to tell somebody because they want to be educated i mean just like we have 800 million stylists that don't want want to be educated we got just as many that want to be educated educated.
0: that's right
1: i mean everybody has a place in a season that's right and some people don't want to go no further than where they are they just want to be doing kitchen doing hair and the they want to do roller sets and old ladies, and that's fine. I, there's nothing wrong with that. God has a place for everybody, mm-hmm. but there's no way to a next level without education because there's no self taught. I'm telling you,
0: and I know. Um, as I said, um, before during the class over the weekend, I was re inspired. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I was so inspired and I'm so, I'm just so on fire right now until I'm ready to go eat some more. Because when you stand before the people and you point out to them, you have to get refilled. Yeah. So I'm ready, to, I'm ready for me another class to go to because I need to be refilled.
1: And, and sometimes you go to a class, my, my story, you go to a class and you so inspired and you just like, you know what I do, whatever. And you never know how God will open a door. And you ended up, I ended up in the salon with the person that inspired me to go and go educate and be educated. And, you know, want to, I had already regained a passion for the industry, but the person who stoked that fire, I ended up in the salon with them. And so now I get to see that person every day. And it's like, now I get to say, you know, okay, this is, you know how I do this or you know what do I do about this and and I get to have an ongoing conversation with this person so you know you you never know what you're gonna get when you go to a class
0: that's right that is absolutely right so all we are saying guys is that don't shun education you know to you new styles and some of you season styles there are a lot of season stylists who are just stuck in a rut they are content with their five six ten clients They are content with just doing a straight roller wrap and I'm not knocking it, but you know, advance your career by advancing your skills. And so to do that, you want to go and find some classes that you can invest in because you're now investing in yourself. And also you want to make sure that you are showing your clients how passionate you are about what you do and how seriously you serious you are about servicing them. All right. so. That concludes our, our message, our episode on today, guys. Um, I just hope that something we said, you know, made sense to you. And I hope that, um, you know, you listen to what we had to say and share this, share this podcast with somebody. So education, education, education is a must. There are so many stars in the sky, but not all of them are standing out, right? stars are being born every day do you know that uh stylists are new stylists are coming on the scene every day so guess what some of us have an expiration date that means somebody's gonna take our spot so if you're not ready to be moved out the way then you have to get on the good foot you have to do what you have to do you have to do what needs to be done to stay relevant you have to constantly try and reinvent yourself on a regular basis because the industry is constantly evolving. And if you want to stay in it, you have to evolve, evolve with it. OK, so I want to thank you, Trishon, for stopping in and having this conversation with us. And you gave some very, very good points. And um, I, I want to I hope my my audience are enjoying everything that you said, And I hope that they replay this uh episode over and over and over again because you you gave some really valid points thank you for having and it. so um I want to just thank you for coming on and sharing this time with me and thank you guys for listening please share this podcast please subscribe if you are a first-time listener um please follow me at ic underscore scissor hand or you can follow me on twitter and facebook at Irene Coates If you need to contact me, you can DM me, inbox me, or contact me at IreneCotes at gmail.com. Again, thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please, please send me a message on my uh, Instagram or any one of my uh, social media media handles. Just send me a, a message and just let me know how you enjoyed the podcast. Share it with a friend or a family member. And also, if you have any um, topics that you would be interested in me elaborating on, please, please send those to me. Again, thank you guys and y'all enjoy the rest of your day.